Hello. Howdy. Welcome. welcome back. Welcome back. To My Name is Weezer, the podcast where Jen and Patrick talk about Weezer a bunch. Yeah, and where we talked about them in the past, like two years ago. Yes. Uh, um, not quite. Sure. Like a year and a half ago. Great. I'm happy with that yeah. compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, but you knew that because you're listening to these and we've had a similar disclaimer in front of previous episodes. Yes. So you know the deal. This is still My Name is Weezer. It was still recorded back in 2014. It is still 2016 now. Um, so we are, our past selves are a little behind the game, but our present selves are way up to date. Way up to date. Like incredibly w- up to date. We are in... Well, the thing is, by the time this comes out, there a few days will have passed. Yeah, but not much, right? I'm just, I don't know if I feel comfortable saying up to date. Fine. But guys, we're going to talk about Pinkerton on this one. This is a good one. Pinkerton is everyone's favorite everything. Pinkerton, well, yes. Right. We'll have sure. a conversation about it. Yes, you'll, you'll hear more about that. So enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode. My name is Jonas. Welcome to My Name is Weezer. My name is Weezer. My name is Weezer. My name is Weezer. In reality, my name is Patrick. And my name is Jen. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things Weezer. Yeah, it or, is. Or at least as many things Weezer. As we can, our little brains can handle, really. As, as much as we can reasonably be expected to talk about, about Weezer. They're this podcast could be a million episodes long. Yeah. It won't be. No, it won't we'll, be. It'll be, we'll be shy of that. Very few podcasts, very few anything, make it to a million. That's true. I mean, Detective Comics hasn't even broken a thousand yet. Wow. So, I think when I was a little kid, I somehow mathematically figured out that it would be impossible in a lifetime to count to a million if you were counting one number per second. But I don't think that's true. No, here, let's, uh, let's, let's be lazy. I'm going to pull out my phone. We're going to do some math on Mike. Great. Uh, okay. Calculator. So you say a million, right? A million. Okay. One so, time every second. Okay. Like one number every second. Like okay, one. great. So we know 360 seconds. In an hour. In an hour. Yes. Am I enough zeros there? No. 3,600. Yeah. 3,600. <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll go a million. A million divided by... 3,600. Okay, so it would only take you... It would take you less than 278 hours to do it. So 200, 278 hours... Maybe it was a billion. Divide that by 20. I think I might have, it might have been a billion. But still, you could probably count to a billion in your lifetime, right? Uh, could you? Well, could I? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. No, it has one a second. I'm sorry. So it looks like it would take you 11 and a half days to count to a million. Yeah. At one a second. Assuming so to count, that's like not sleeping. Not, this is nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. If you could, you train yourself to count in your sleep. I don't think so. Okay, so if you were a thousand times this much to get to a billion, right? Uh huh. So, so that's a eleven times and eleven odd days. Right. Right. So, what's eleven thousand days? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm putting this down now because this has very little to do with Weezer. <laughs> this has 
absolutely nothing to do with Weezer, and I'm terribly sorry for getting on that tangent. That's okay. If anyone wants to count to a billion... Uh, Please I, let us know how long it takes you. Yeah, but I would also recommend not doing it. Because it's going to take you 11,000 days. Which is too many. Too, too many. many. Hey, Jen, what would you like to do for the next 11,000 days? Is it talk about Weezer? It's absolutely talk it's about absolutely. Weezer. Specifically, I'm so excited that we finally get to talk about Pinkerton. Pinkerton. Um, um, the last time we spoke, two times ago we spoke. Two times ago we you, spoke. You uh, said that Blue was your favorite record. Uh-huh. Um, just period. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... For me, that Pinkerton is my favorite. That is totally reasonable. Thank you. I'm glad that we're able to be reasonable human beings at this point in the conversation. It'll be later in the Weezer conversation where we... We are unreasonable. Mm -hmm. It'll be like the real world. We'll stop being polite. Start getting real. start getting real. God damn it. Um, so yeah, no, I, uh, I really like this record. Um, it is obviously not as clean as... Uh, blue, um, but it's uh, but it's messy in a good way. Oh, for real! Um, both like musically and lyrically, um, mm-hmm. I like how willing it is to like get its hands dirty. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, so I, I was I was thinking about this this morning, um, and when we talked about blue, talking about how uh, that record is. Uh, praising fantasy and uh-huh. escapism, um, and both songs from the black hole and this are like examples of a fantasy or a, an escape. You know, like that songs from the black hole is obviously this space opera, and that Pinkerton takes a lot of its cues from Madame Butterfly. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting to me that it, it we start off with being like, hey escapism is a necessary thing and then these two records feel like an escape themselves yeah, for sure um or at least like presenting the escape um i feel like future records are almost weezer living that escape is like living that fantasy Ooh, interesting like green feels like i could see a weezer that. fantasy for sure that they're like no no we're just a fun pop band yeah all we do play is fun pop songs fun pop but we're gonna get to the green album soon Ish. and we'll talk about those fun pop songs mm-hmm. <laughs> i have a fun anecdote please um is this a personal anecdote or is this, is this a, a weezer this is anecdote? A personal anecdote this is not quoted from weezerpedia the best website on earth wow those were big words and i'm yeah, not sure those, I, are, those were huge <laughs> words i'm not sure i stand behind them i'm so sorry Jen, other websites have pornography on them <laughs> I guess that's true. I mean, how can you possibly say? I you're I take it back. I'm really sorry. I I can't stand by that. I realized as soon as I said it that I probably should Couldn't not have be said true. That. Couldn't possibly be true. Anyway Personal anecdote. A personal anecdote about when I purchased Pinkerton. How old were you when you purchased Pinkerton? I was thirteen years old when I purchased Pinkerton. I love it. And I was at the Bellevue Mall in Nashville, Tennessee. How big of a mall is this? Small mall, closed now. Oh. Now it's just empty space. Well, it's the structure still stands there, so now it's just a scary empty mall. You know, we there there was a mall in my hometown that went through um, 
like several different iterations where it would close down and be empty and then open up with like all new stores. Yeah, it kind of did that a couple times. Like they were really trying to revitalize it and it just never worked. And so it's been empty and closed for probably probably about 10 years now. No, so, that's not true. Like no, because 8 years probably. Like in high school, it's it shut down and it okay, was gone okay. forever. So you're 13 years old. Years. Anyways, you're 13 years I'm old. 13 you're years going old. to the mall. I'm at the mall. How'd you get to the mall? Uh, I went with my mom and my brother. Did you ride bikes? No, we were in my mom's Toyota Camry. Good, I can see Actually, it. Actually, we no, yeah, that was that was the era of the Camry. I wasn't sure if we were in the <laughs> the minivan at that point, but no, it was a uh, black 2001 Toyota Camry. Great. Um, <laughs> you asked. I did. I did. I'll ask for more uh, later. Specifics. Um, what kind of store are you going to? Are you going to an FYE? Are you going to a Sam Goody? Where are you going? actually am not 100% sure. Oh. I was trying to... Re- I spent like an hour last night. That's an exaggeration. I spent some minutes last night trying to remember what store I went to, and I do not recall. Now, Jen, you were telling me earlier that you laid awake in bed for upwards of three hours. <laughs> were you perhaps trying to remember the name of the store that you bought Pinkerton from? I'm not going to lie. That was part of it. <laughs> I was. It was not the whole three hours, but I spent a, at least ten minutes, like ten solid minutes, trying to recall what store I could possibly have purchased Pinkerton from. Regardless, I never, I never figured it out. It was a CD store Mm -hmm. at the Bellevue Mall in Nashville, Tennessee. But was it one of those like, uh, like FYE style places where they have the CDs in those like large plastic skeletons? Yeah. That is what it was. Were those just uh, that those are like theft deterrent? Because it's yes. just it's like slightly bigger, so it's harder to shove down your pants. I thought maybe they had some sort of like security trip too, like they would set off the sensors when you leave the store. Yeah, but didn't they also have those in like the stickers that are? I, I suppose you can rip a sticker off. Yeah, you can rip a sticker off. I've never, I've never stolen a CD. Jen, deep in thought, <laughs> considering has she ever stolen a CD? And follow up question: If she has, does she want to admit it on our Weezer podcast? <laughs> That about covered it. (laughs) Glad to be inside your head for that one. Um, I don't think I've ever stolen a CD. So you're stealing this CD. Stealing this CD from an unnamed store. (laughs) Um, And as I'm sure everyone knows, the first track of this album is entitled "Tired of Sex." I'm you put 13 this out in the years car. old. Yes, yes, you are. 13 years mm-hmm. old. I'm at the mall with my mom and my brother, who is 14. And I, guys, I was a late bloomer, so I was like terrified that my mother was going to take a close look at this album. And my, my, I don't have helicopter parents. Like my parents were very good at like letting me discover things and be independent and whatever sure. on my own. So I don't know that there would have been any sort of consequences had my mother seen that the first track of this album was Tired of Sex, but I was so scared <laughs> that she was going to ask me what I'd bought. So Jen, what's the name of the first track? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Here, it let's, was let's, so irrational. Let's, let's, let's role play it now. Let's role play it now. Okay. I'll, I'll be your mother. Great. You be you. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Oh, Jen, I see you got that. I see you got a CD at the Sam Goody. Yeah, Mom, get off my back. Did you steal that? 
Jen, if you stole that, you have to tell me. Mom, I didn't. Okay, I believe you. What's the name of the first track on that record? Uh. Jen? Um. Jen, can you hear me? Hey, look, a dog. Um, that's a nice dog, but I asked you a question. Mom, you're speeding. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. Thank you for that. I and there's a, a police officer. I would have gotten a ticket. Now, <clears throat> what's the name of the first track on that record? <laughs> um, hey, Jacob, uh, I think I have your old teacher at school. That's my brother. Do I have to be your brother, too? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, Jen. I don't care. That was a good hey, impression of my brother. Thank you. Hey, Mom. Uh, weren't you asking Jen a question? I was asking Jen a question. You're right. Jennifer, what's the name she's of the... She's mad at me at this point. She's, yes. What's your middle name? Evelyn. Jennifer Evelyn Kleinrock. What is the name of the first record, first track? You've got me all worked up. What's the name of the first track on that record you bought? Uh, Excuse me? Young lady, are you saying tired of sex? Yes. You bought the new Weezer record? Yeah. That's our childhood moment recreation theater. Right there. So <laughs> I was so scared. I remember like sitting in the back seat of that Toyota Camry and I had it like I made sure the album was face up. I was like these little mushroom men on the front of this album. Is that what they are? They are not mushroom men. <laughs> That's what they are in my head. <laughs> no, they're definitely not. They're like <laughs> rice farmers or something, right? Sure. They're wearing those like hats. I was young. Sure. And uh the this is um uh, weird, but uh, it's also like the first kind of marker of like the Asianification of the Japanification of Weezer. I'm looking at the picture now, and it is very easy to see why I thought they were mushroom men. Uh, okay, let me pull, pull up. up a, pull, pull up let a me pull up an image here, and then uh, we'll argue for a little bit about that. We don't. I don't know that we need to because I think it's just an opinion thing. And I was young, as I said, I was 13 years old, and. They look like mushroom men. All right. Uh, I uh, will spiritedly disagree <laughs> Disagree with you, um, especially because I feel like at, at 13, for me, this, was this record even out when I was 13? No. 82. And, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not even out when I was 13. Um, but at 13, if you would have said mushroom man to me, I would have done uh, Toad from... Super Mario Brothers. Oh. So he he will always be my mushroom man. And these That's guys fair. don't look anything like Toad. But look, he's got a mushroom for a head. And I get that that's probably a hat, but it don't look like a hat to me. It looks like a cap. It like a mushroom cap. It don't look like no hat to me. <laughs> that don't look like no hat to me. <laughs> yeah, streets. <laughs> um, no, but it, it is cool the that there is this... Um, like, uh, you know, Japanese, uh, influence. Like, I think this is as, um, Rivers and the rest of the group is like finding that they are getting some sort of, uh, notoriety, um, from across the sea, as it were. Well, that, I think I started to mention this on the last episode. I think you did, and I shut you the fuck down. Mm -hmm. Abruptly shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, well, you got me all worked up. I did. I was going to, as I was saying last week, <laughs> last episode, um, 
there was that whole time, the whole songs from the black hole time in River's life when he was... Dark time. Yeah. He was really stuck on that, and then he went into a funk, and he had a bunch of writer's block after he realized that songs from the black hole was never going to come out. I mean, for all intents and purposes. Right. Um, I mean, it still it doesn't exist, really. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he... So he was, like, in a funk, and, you know, he had his stupid leg braces, and he had teeth braces, and he had all sorts of crazy He had things. leg and teeth braces at the same time? I think he did. Hmm. I might be wrong about that timeline, but I like to imagine <laughs> that he had both leg braces and... and teeth braces at the same time i hey i mean it's if you're gonna do braces mess. just do them all I, you know i had uh braces on my top and bottom teeth at the same time Me so i can relate too. i can relate mm-hmm. um my sister i think i had braces when i bought pinkerton whoa whoa that blew my mind a little bit my little sister did did you have a like an okay um orthodontic experience like just it was fine yeah it was nothing too nightmarish yeah um my little sister had an under underbite yes an underbite so uh she had installed in her face what's called a palate expander i had that you had a palate expander yeah because this was upper jaw yeah 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 and but for her it was like a nightmarish medieval torture situation where did you not have this? Where I mean, it wasn't particularly pleasant, but no orthodontia, orthodontia is particularly pleasant. It was did, just fine. Did you just refer to the ex- experience generalized as as orthodontia? That's it. That's, that's beautiful. It. That's beautiful. That's a real thing. That's a term that I, people I, use. I'll buy it. I don't know. I don't know if people use it. <laughs> I have certainly. I didn't make it up. I know I didn't make it. Sure. Up. I make up words sometimes. That's not one of them. But see, you had the thing where, like, your parents had to, like, go in with a key every night night? and, like, crank your, breaking your jaw a little bit every time. It did not bother me that much. Wow. Well, you were a tougher child than my little sister. Well, tell your sister to grow the fuck up. At this point, she's older than you are. Well, that's good. And at all points in her life, she's older than than you are. (laughs) Well, that's how time works. Yeah, because people roughly age one year per year. Um, so Rivers had really bad writer's block. <laughs> Rivers had really bad writer's block, and um, he was just really struggling. And so he gets this letter, um, as is mentioned in the Pinkerton song, Across the Sea. He gets a letter from a Japanese girl, and he becomes, like, mildly obsessed with it. And getting this letter, who's like, she's like a fan, I guess, and she's heard, she heard the Blue Album, and she loved it, and she, it's like fan mail. But he just, like, it kickstarted, like not just like kickstarted his Pinkerton writing stuff. He wrote 120 songs, which is nuts. Which is absolutely nuts. I want to talk a little bit about what. Uh, I mean, I I don't know if this is true, um, but I, we we don't have access to this letter, right? Like, there's no one that's like duplicated Ooh. it somewhere. Hey, let me see if Weezerpedia. Let's has check it. the Weezerpedia. I almost. I mean, it's weirdly voyeuristic to be like, and now let's look up the letter that he got from the Asian girl he was probably jerking off to. Probably. Probably. Um, For sure. But the uh, the song Across the Sea, uh, you know, definitely paints the content of the letter as not just like, hey, I like your music, I like the band, um, I think your lyrics are smart. It's like... Wanting to know your favorite food and your birthday, right? Like, what? uh, Wanting to know what posters you hang on the wall or whatever. Um, 
that it, it seems like what's compelling about it is she wants like a personal connection. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, what like that kind of period of isolation is obviously not going to be giving rivers. So I, I like this idea that, uh, you know, he's, he's maybe discover you know, after, after not wanting to be a rock star, um, seeing like the first glimpses of like how the personal connections are made being a rock star that like, there is someone that wants to know all about him. Um, and that that can be like an attractive characteristic. It can be a fun thing for him. A way that he can get his jollies. Yeah. Rocks off, Jen. Yep. Rocks off. You, rocks you, on, rocks off. Rocks on, rocks off. You've got two choices in life. Mm-hmm. What'd you find for us, Jen? Did you find the letter? No I letter? Did not. I did That's not great. find the letter. That's... I looked that whole time Patrick was talking. Honestly, um, I am much more comfortable not having, <laughs> having access to that. Because if it... Okay, if it were online, we'd have to read it and talk about it. Yeah. And ignore the jizz stains on the letter. Ew. It does seem difficult to masturbate to a letter. I did find a quote that he said. Great, bring it on. Sure. Um, He said, When I got the letter, I fell in love with her. It was such a great letter. It was very lonely at the time, but at the same time, I was very depressed I would never meet her. Even if I did see her, she was probably some 14-year-old girl who didn't speak English. That's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is pretty sad. <laughs> That's a kind of sad quote. I'm really sorry. No, it's all right. Look, look. Some some of this is going to be hard. There's some pain here. There's a lot of pain here. There's leg braces and teeth braces. Probably. Maybe. Listen, if you didn't have a pallet expender, I don't know what uh, I don't know what the fuck he's complaining about. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, so we've talked a little bit about tired of sex. Um, and Tired of Sex is uh, also one of the holdover tracks from... From Songs from the Black Hole. From Songs from the Black Hole. Another fun fact about the song, uh, which is totally counterintuitive of the fact that I was terrified that my mother would see me listening to a song called Tired of Sex, is that I was incredibly flattered um, because, I don't know if you know the chorus of the song, Patrick, but uh, Monday night, he was making Jen. And I was like, Yes! <laughs> I don't know why, but I felt victory in the fact that he was tired of having sex with me. I and that's great. There's, you know, if there was a Weezer song where Rivers was like, "I'm tired of fucking Patrick." To be fair, the new song "Back to the Shack" puts you on the drums. It puts Pat on the drums. Yeah. Um, well, here, here's the thing: is that the the name Pat or Patrick, um, with the exception of just the song that you mentioned right now. Um, that that name doesn't appear in songs unless it's like an Irish folk song. Yeah, and that's, that's basically true. it. Anyway, <sighs> anyway, Jen doesn't come up that often either. I don't really know why it came up. In- I mean, only if you discount Jenny's. Ugh. Look, I know you. I know you don't think there is that Mike Dowdy song Twenty Seven Jennifers. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of eight six seven five three zero nine Jenny. I got your number. Oh. Yeah. No, no, no commentary. I don't about ever that. call me Jenny, anybody. Please. Thanks. Bye. All right, Jenny, anybody. Let's let's <laughs> listen to a little bit of, of Tired of Sex. Cool. Um, uh, just, just keeping in mind, Jen, please let's keep in mind. Yes. The clean, polished sound at the beginning of uh, Blue 
that clear like uh, picking sound at the beginning of My Name is Jonas. Uh-huh. Um, and just, just for comparative purposes, the beginning of Tired of Sex. off right before i know i did i know i did but also that was 50 straight seconds of a uh copyrighted 50 seconds 50 seconds almost a whole minute wow it doesn't feel like it right feel like it this album is amazing so great um but i was so into that right me too well and what's weird is it like the song hasn't really like popped into itself yet um like the the really heavy like drum beat where he starts like where river starts like screaming over it yeah Um, yeah like that hasn't really kicked in yet, and um, like as of yet, it's not particularly melodic, right? Um, but like, holy shit, is it cool? Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I would have let you just keep going forever <laughs> playing yeah. that song. And I thought, you know what? I could also just go and listen to it forever, but we should not. We shouldn't. Um, it's copyrighted material because it's cop. And for, you know, fifty seconds is probably too long. That was probably too long to let that go. Um, so apologies Sorry. all around. Um, don't have any money. so Please don't sue me. So, I mean, good luck. We have no money. It would but be really. an exercise in futility. <laughs> Do not sue us. So uh, what... Um, I don't Do you have other thoughts on, on Tired of Sex? Um, I think that pretty much covers it. That you were just uh, stoked to hear your name in a song. Stoked to hear, and okay, so here's the thing. Um, so in middle school, when I was listening to the song, um, my mom didn't know. Uh, my best friend at the time in school was a girl named Katie, mm-hmm. and as uh, Catherine is her full name. So, but we're allowed to call her Katie. She prefers Katie. Okay. I call her Katie. Well, I'm just... But because you're Jen, sometimes Jennifer. Never Jenny. Never Jenny. She's Catherine. Always Always Katie. Katie. Never Kate? Never Kate. And never Cat. No. Ew. Sorry. <laughs> she's just not a cat or a Kate. Fair enough. Um, but so her name's Catherine. So he speaks of making love with... Not making love, but having sex with Jen and Catherine. And in between those, he says men... And my friend Brenna, I would always make the joke that she was the man. <laughs> because this is middle school listening to Weezer. That's what that sounds right. like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is when you are 13 years old and listening to Weezer. That's what goes through your head. Anyway, that's all I have on Tired Sex. <laughs> um, Sorry, Mom. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I do think there's something to... Um, the way like sex and sexuality is explored on this thing. Oh yeah, um, it's like just a different world than the Blue Album. Yeah, for sure. Well, this 
gets into some of like the weirder aspects of sex and sexuality and um, lusting after things that you can't have. Yeah, there's um, a lot of that. There's a, a lot ton of, of it. Like, it's not that well romanticized either. No, like it's just, but it's also not particularly crass. Like one of the things that um, you know you would expect from. Just like the the spirit of a song like "Tired of Sex," which is clearly more more raucous and more like kind of blunt, um, is that like there, there's no there are no weird euphemisms for sex. Like no, yeah, there's no uh, you know fuck doesn't appear on the record at all. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, does Weezer's do they swear? We are deep in thought right now. I can't think except for like. I think they say. God damn you half Japanese girls. Do it to me every time. Um, yes, yeah, so we got some dams, probably some hells. I don't even think there's like a shit in here. In in the Weezer canon. I can't think of one. I might be wrong. Um, no, I don't I don't think I am because I I'm fairly certain that if I were listening to a Weezer song and the word fuck came out of River's mouth, that it would catch me off guard. Yeah, that'd be surprising. Do you listen to a uh, Sufjan Stevens at all? Um, not like, I'm not like a super fan, but I, like, so you I don't want to do a podcast about, okay. <laughs> you don't want to do I'm my, join my Stephen Stevens podcast. I think I had like a, like Illinois. Yeah. Come on. Feel the Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there he's, uh, his lyrics are, are pretty clean. Um, like he doesn't swear that much. Uh, but there is uh, a song of his from, um, the age of ads 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 odds a d z however you want to say it um where he keeps singing i'm not fucking around at the end mm-hmm. um and it's a jarring experience to hear it the first time because you you want to hear these like more ethereal kind yeah. of textures and um and i feel like i would experience the same thing obviously not with the textures but yeah <laughs> but lyrically i would be surprised i would be surprised um but yeah so the the tired of sex isn't um, well, it's sort of cavalier in its view towards sex. It's not crass in any way. Yeah. Which I think holds true for the rest of the record. Yeah. Um, I know that we just listened to a big chunk here, but I want to hear the guitar solo from Tired of Sex. You go for it. Uh, so I'm going to stab around the track here, and hopefully I can find it. Uh, let's try here. again i could have just let it go <laughs> could have just let it go i was jamming out pretty hard we were both jamming out pretty hard um but i mean like how do how do you not like that uh the the guitar solo especially when it gets to, like the little like high shreddy things mm-hmm. um where like it, it's possible it sounds to me like he's off the fingerboard um like is up past the frets um and almost just making like excitable noise at that so point <laughs> Yes, he's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, just just an uh, amazing little moment um, on this track, uh, which I, I think also for me as a kid, um, when I first heard the song, was you know a little off put by the idea of 
tired of sex. I don't really think I was listening to music that was even saying the word sex. Really. How old were you? I don't know. Uh, eight, 18, 17, 18. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think... I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm really sure. not. I realize I think you're judging. That. I think... I was just curious. There was a little bit of like, how old how were you? How old were you? I'm sorry if it came out that way. Um, no, like I said uh, previously, I was listening to a lot of ska, ska. So most of that is about girls not paying attention to you. And how the record industry won't give you a fair cut because you're playing ska music. Understandable. And sometimes, like, about playing shows at your friend's house. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the, the, those are the classic uh, song subjects for, uh, for ska bands. Unless you're, like, Op Ivy or somebody, like, doing more political <laughs> stuff. Operation Ivy? Oh. No. I'm sorry. I don't know very much about <laughs> ska at that's, all. That's okay. That's why I'm doing a Weezer podcast. <laughs> hey, I bet, I bet Rivers listen to Op Ivy. Really? Yeah, they, they're hey, they're a little bit. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I just I was just pouring myself some tea. Would you like to join my tea service? Ew, no. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> no, I'm done with this bit. That was too much. <laughs> <It's> too, <laughs> it's too much. What 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 bit, Jen? Here, let me pour you some jade. Stop. Tea. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I can't wait to hate the next bit you do. I bet you won't. <laughs> no, because I'm a team player. <laughs> let's 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 move ahead in the record. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so next up is Get You. Your thoughts on Get You? I don't have a ton of thoughts on Get You. Yeah. It's probably. No, it's definitely, this is hard to say, but I think it's my, the song that I'm most whatever about on the album. I think that's fair. I actually, um, after Tired of Sex, I think it does hit a little bit of, like, I'm also not super crazy about No Other One. Like, I feel like they're both fine songs. Yeah. Um, But when I think about what makes Pinkerton special, you know, my, like, memory kicks back in at why bother across the sea the good life el scorcho pink triangle builds oh this this (laughs) record builds so well because it does it starts a little not slow because obviously like what we just played for you of tired of sex is not slow yeah but it just gets it just keeps getting better the whole way through well let's let's uh let's listen to a little get you and just see hey We'll see what that gets us to, okay? So yeah, uh, that's that's all like fun, propulsive, weasery kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, um, Pat's doing some good work. Pat's doing some great work. Mm-hmm. Get you, uh huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. To be honest, now that I think about it, and I have a wider scope of knowledge um, of some of the songs that came pre-Pinkerton, I almost wish that they'd swapped out Get You for something else. Sure. Like get a devotion in there or something? If you threw devotion in there. Although, I mean, obviously that would really change the layout of the whole thing. Sure. But like... I would have loved to know devotion sooner than two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, well, that might have just been on you and <laughs> me, though. I mean, me. like, yeah. But. Um, yeah, well, and also, even when, uh, you know, this song doesn't have, like, a great big uh, hooky chorus, you know, just, mm-hmm. like, get you. And it doesn't really have a message, either. Not that, like, all their songs have to have messages, but it's not. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. It is also possible that it, it does, and I'm just not, uh, we I'm don't not like get picking it. up. Guys, I don't get it. Um, how do you feel about the spelling of get you? Well, I think when it was initially written, it had an I. Sure. Now it has an E. So that's what I think about the spelling of get you. Well, but <laughs> that wasn't the part. That wasn't the part, that, that wasn't the, the part I was asking about. The O's instead of the... And the, the C-H. Yeah. That it's that instead of being get you, it's get you. Well, it would be just dishonest to name that song Get You, because that's not <laughs> what they're saying. It's get you. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. I see. It, it's like an Inagata DeVita thing. Sure. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. So, Iron Butterfly... Uh-huh. ...records this song. Okay. And they are singing about in the Garden of Eden. Oh. But they're like... In the Garden of Eden? Is that what it was? <laughs> How do you not know In the Garden of Eden? In the Garden of Eden? Yeah, it's like a 27-minute long, like, song that is... I feel like that's why I don't know it. But it's well-regarded. I don't listen to Iron Butterfly. Yeah. I need to learn more. It's okay. Look, hey, I'm sorry. You know, I just did. I just did like my least favorite thing in the world, where shaming me. Uh, yes. Whenever someone says, "Wait, you haven't seen that?" I hate that because I haven't seen anything. Well, and also you have experienced other shit in your life. Yes. You know. Yeah. It it should. You 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 don't have to have seen and have experienced everything. Yes. So everyone, when I. When I say that kind of thing to you, you should feel free to pull me aside and say, hey, hey, Patrick, <sighs> don't appreciate what you did back there. Wasn't so nice. It wasn't, uh, made me feel like less of a man. It made me feel like maybe you don't respect me or what I bring to the table here. And I would, uh, I would have to say, um, you're right. And I apologize, and I hope we can still be friends. Hey, next time I'm going to do that. Great. Hopefully there won't be a next time. Right, hopefully there won't be a next time. And if I ever do it to you, hey, samesies. I'll just uh, give you a nice slap across the face and say, no! (laughs) No good? No good. (laughs) No other one. Um, Oh, so we're moving on now. (laughs) Well, did you have more to say about Get You? No, I think I said more than I had to say about Get You. Cool. I found a great segue, so I took it. Great. Oh, that was it. That was the segue. So we backpedaled. Yeah, we backpedaled past my segue, and I can't make it again because it was so organic. (laughs) (laughs) So what what are your feelings on No Other One, Patrick? 
<clears throat> you said it's it's one of your more kind of blah songs. It is. Well, uh, it follows in the Grand Weezer tradition of being like the weirdo waltz um, mm. on on the record. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. Um, there, there's not all that much um, that really speaks to me in the tune, um, but it's fine. It, it does. It does feel like it's just marking time until we get to like the next you know Stone Cold Classic Weezer song. Yeah, I feel that. I like it, um, but I don't have any like specific reason for liking it. I like. I like it better than Get You. Well, yeah, I think un- unlike Get You, it's got more of a, a hooky chorus. Yeah. And does a little bit of that, like, um, Weezer building on each successive chorus so that, yeah. like, some of them have, um, you know, like, a higher vocal part to them or whatever, so that, like, as you're hearing it, it's the same shit. It's just got better or more interesting textures. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't feel a need to wax poetic about it. Let's maybe just... Uh, I want to hear one of like the later choruses. So again, yeah. apologies as I stab around the uh, the track here. That's actually another thing that we were talking about uh, on Blue, the like singing along with the guitar solo. And that comes up a lot later in Pinkerton yeah. as well. Yes. Uh, um, what? No, I, I was just trying to... Um, Patrick gave me a look, guys. I did. That was not a look. <laughs> what, this look? Here. <laughs> He's looking at me. Stop. Okay, I'll stop. Um... One thing that I found, I just thought of this while we were listening to it, but I think it's so funny, the idea of just being so terrified of your girlfriend that you're like, I can't leave her because she could kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a funny thing to write a song about. Uh, yeah. Well, and it, it, it bears like that whole idea, like right from the get go that my girl's a liar, but I stand beside exactly, her. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's got two pet snakes. Who has two pet snakes? And a tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. What's the lyric there? Uh, she's got a tattoo and two pet snakes. Oh, and a tattoo and two pet snakes. Yeah. Oh, I just messed it up. I just flipped okay. it around. Jesus Christ, off to a great start here. It's, uh, that's right. 30, 40 minutes in, that's, yeah. that's our start. Great start. Um, you know what, Jen? Yeah, Um what? I'd love to get on to talking about uh, Why Bother. I think we can also take a little bit of a break. Sure. And then come good. come back in and uh, knock really out Really hit some, the meat of this album. Really hit the meat. Really beating the meat of this record. Tired of sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll be back in a second with more. Uh, my name is Weezer. Bye. Welcome back to My Name my is Weezer. My name is Weezer. I, I feel like we think that we have a way that we're going to say that together, but we don't. We don't have, like, a rehearsed... Uh, how, how how have you been saying it? Uh, my, I mean, it's been different You don't even time. know. You it's don't even know. every time. Every time. That's what you can expect from... Uh, my name is... Weezer. 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 That will 
I'll say it differently every time. Yeah. Or at least those those couple times were different. Yeah. So, Jen. Patrick. We're talking about Pinkerton. Yeah, we are. We're talking about album number two. Album, album number two. Numero dos. And we are cruising on to Why Bother. After 40 minutes, we are on the fourth track. <laughs> uh, at, at this rate, uh, it will take us 11 and a half days to count to a million. a million. So there you have it. No, 11,000 days to count to a billion. A billion, yes. I said million. Oh. So. Sorry. Yeah, that's... Sometimes I don't listen as well as I think I do. It's embarrassing. Anyway. So let's, uh, let's move on to why bother here. Um... So I uh, I like this song quite a bit. This is where I say profound things about the music that we're, we're talking. We're Patrick discussing. likes it. Patrick likes this song quite a bit. I gotta say that what? this song, I it's such a great song to listen to when you're like angry about being single. Yeah, like so good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's just like. Fuck it all. Except without saying fuck, like we said before. Right. A little... Yeah, the uh, the lyrical content of the chorus is basically perfect. The yeah. why bother, it's going to hurt me, it's going to kill when you desert me. Um, and that's one thing that I think Pinkerton does. It's just so, like, everything is so blunt. And honest. And honest. And, yeah. like, true to, the, true to the feelings that I'm sure, you know, like, Rivers is feeling, but also, like, that everybody really feels oh, yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, I know for sure that there was uh, probably several uh, moments for me uh, in high school or college where I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop dating people. Yeah, because it's just going to end badly. Yeah. I'm, so I'm just going to stay. I'm just going to keep whacking, as it were. <laughs> yep. Right? Yep. And like I'm, I always think that that like you know, no matter what, I'll always be able to masturbate. It's a comfort, right? Like yeah. no one's gonna stop you unless like. Now I'm thinking of all sorts of situations in where which someone would stop you from masturbating, like, like at the movie theater. Cut, cut your hands off. Oh. If that's someone... what that's what I was going with. No, I was I was thinking like if you're out in public. <laughs> if... You know, if if you're like trying to see the Maze Runner and you're like, yeah, I'm into this. I was thinking like somebody's torturing you, <laughs> chop your hands off, then you can't anymore. I said, and so that that that's pretty cruel. That would that would be worse than the pain of having your hand cut off is not being able to masturbate anymore. Also, not being able to like, you know, type. That'd yeah, be a bummer. That'd be, that'd be rough. That'd you be couldn't a... drive. Yeah. Well, you could maybe drive. Maybe. If you've got little stumps. Not just a... Uh, you wouldn't be able to, like, pick things up well. Like, that... It... Your arms would be clubs. Okay, so guys, if you if anyone out there has uh, clubs for arms, um, please uh, write in and let us know what it's like. Tell us what you're able to pick up and how many cars you can drive at a time. Thank you. Because we... We would like to know. Oh, and also uh, apologies on your inability to masturbate. That sounds sorry. That sounds rough. Unless you found another way, in which case, please write don't in let with us that. Know. What? What? Don't let us know. I said don't let us know because I don't really need to know. I've got hands. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We've got. Listen. <laughs> We've got four hands between the two of us. My name is Weezer. We've got hands. 
We have got them That's how hands. we're going to start introducing the show. My name is Weezer. We've got hands. We've got hands. Um, now I feel like we're rubbing it in the faces of people who don't have hands. You think it's in bad taste now? You think now the conversation <laughs> is in bad taste? So uh, why bother? Uh, do you want to hear some of this? Is there... Uh, it's... I was just reading... I... What were you going to say? I was just going to say that uh, it's got a Brian Bell solo on it. That uh, previous to this, all of the solos had been uh, little stinky Rivers Cuomo. Stinky and his, little And his little stinky guitar solos. So stinky. Um, I, didn't really, I didn't know that there was a Brian Bell solo on that. Uh, yeah, let's, 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 look here. let's, let's, let's hear see it. if I can stab around and find it. So this is the beginning. rocking um yeah. i, I want to just like uh skip back into it a little bit um because there's some really good uh matt sharp bass work in there like where the bottom kind of drops out and yeah. he just kind of like joins them up with that yeah That's super cool. Yeah. Um, the overall, that solo is a little less um, confident than a Rivers solo. Yeah. But Brian Bell does a great job. Sure. No, I'm not saying Brian I Bell. Enjoy it. <laughs> well, that's. Gosh darn, that's so sweet of you, Jen. That's good. It's, it just it's, tickles your heart. All right, it just tickles you right there. Yeah. Um, great. So why bother? Good song. We we doth declare. Very good song. <laughs> I just really. <sighs> what are you really? I'm trying to formulate a coherent thought mm-hmm. about what specifically I like so much about just the like last verse before the last chorus, the one that's "It's a crying shame of all alone." And then, do you, do you want we should play a little bit of that? So I don't have to sing it because that wasn't great. I apologize for my stabbing around here. This is going to be like something like a high person would say, but I'm not. Bring it on. I'm not. Um, But sometimes, don't you just feel like there is so much going on in your brain, you just wish you could split it open? And that's exactly what this is saying. (laughs) Just like, crack it open and let me out of here. So you're... I'm not You're you're imagining... No, but that's fine. You're imagining... That our Cuomo here is trapped inside his own brain, and his own brain needs to be cracked open. Yep. So we can feast on the rivery goo inside. 
Yep. Great. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, that does sound like something a high person would say. Yep. Great. <laughs> across <laughs> the across the sea is a cool song. Across the sea. Across the sea had a. Oh. Now we're hearing it. I just wanted to get that little intro in that was there. That's a beautiful segue. It's, it's a nice little piece it's of. So nice. What were you going to say about it? Jen? I was just going to say that I have gone through, like I like I did with the Blue Album. I've gone through a lot of phases where various songs have been my favorite from this album. Um, I'm not. Are trying, you Are you I'm going to say this myself? Is, this but is this your was, favorite. This is not my favorite because <laughs> <laughs> I I realize I'm. I have one overall favorite that we'll get to later, but this one spent a good deal of time at the top of, like, very close to the top of my list. I like this song a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me what you like about it. Um, I just... I'm not grilling you here. I agree with you 100%. I, just I also like, like the song. It's kind of just pretty... Like it's, okay. it's kind of a it's a it's a pretty song. Like I mean, yes, the intro is, pretty, but like even the I don't know. I, I think the part like at ten I shave my head and tried to be like that's so sweet. Like at ten he shaved his head and tried to be a monk so older women would like him. It's adorable. <laughs> well, it, it it gets to the um the like emotional like nakedness that like the whole rest of the record is uh directly and you know obviously we were talking about that that letter um and you know that that's all that's all here you know like um i know a lot of people have pointed to like this song as um the big like okay forget forget songs in the black hole we've got another concept yeah um and that this song lays that emotional concept just kind of bare um and i think it's it's also one of the more like straightforward uh like pop rock songs in here um that it doesn't it's not like tired of sex in its um no it's clean it's clean yeah very clean yeah it's clean and i mean there is a little bit about touching yourself right yeah yeah there is but it man, there's a lot of uh, masturbation on this record. Yes, there is. And I don't mean that I've masturbated on this record a lot. Guys, he has. I've got a thing for mushroom people. <laughs> um, Toad, I had... Toad is my favorite in Super Mario Brothers too. Yeah, you. Don't I will pick see him the... over and over again. Throbbing erection all the while. Ooh, gross. Um, not around my mom, Patrick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jen, I'm not, I'm not. I am not prepared to do a scene wherein I am your mother and I am also myself <laughs> talking about my masturbatory habits. Then let's not. Okay, great. Um, I was listening to this album this morning, and you know when you think like I know all of the lyrics to the song, like all of the real lyrics to the song. Yeah. But you know when you first hear a song and you hear one lyric a specific way. And it sticks with you no matter how many times you, like, look up the lyrics, no matter how many times you know that that's not what they're saying. Excuse me, will I kiss this guy? No. No, I'm, I, I, was using sure. a, I was using a famous example. Okay, right. yeah. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm a little tired. That's okay. Um, hey. But. Hey, Jen. 
Hey, what? Jen, you and me, right here, buddy. Yeah, okay. You, Jen? Yeah. Me? Uh-huh. Us? Patrick? Uh-huh. Together. Here. Okay. Here. How okay. you doing? So what was the lyric you were mishearing? The, the lyric that I have been... I've been just singing along with for, I don't know, like 11 years now. Uh-huh. Is, so I sniff and I lick y- your envelope and fall to pieces every time. But I heard, so I sniff and lick your envelope and fold two pieces, two pieces as in one, two, every uh, time. okay. And I always wondered when I was a child why one would fold an envelope two pieces, like just two little corners of it, fold it in. And this morning when I was listening to this album on my drive to work, I heard, like I had another one of those realizations where, no, no, it's not fold two pieces. It's fall two pieces. Fall to pieces. And, uh... You learn something new every day, even if you knew knew it already. Even if you were just in denial about it for 10 years. I mean, yeah, there are lots of things you can be in denial about for 10 whole years. Yep. It's not even that long in the grand scheme of things. You mean like cosmically speaking? I mean, it's tiny, cosmically speaking. Right. Yes. Yes, that's... (laughs) Anyways. That's true. Let's Uh, talk about the dinosaurs. mm, Dinosaurs. Man, they're the best. So Um, great. (laughs) The dinosaurs, let me tell you what. Had the good life. Yeah. We're all about the segues today, which is really going to come into play later. Um, (laughs) You're making promises now that I don't, I don't know how to. I've got some stuff in my back pocket. Oh, you do? No, it's just common knowledge. (laughs) Um, And the worst thing is then we can't make a a good segue without then talking about the segue. Shit. And segueing out of that is uh, damn damn near impossible. Next Um, time, no segue talk after the segue. Okay, yeah, we'll set goals. Pinky swear? Guys, it's important to set goals. Uh, No more segue talk. Great. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about the good life. Okay, let's just stop right there a sec, because it, it's so much like the attitude at the beginning of Tired of Sex. Yeah. Um, yeah, Check just, it, it's got the the <laughs> opening riffs um, here, and I feel like it's true on El Scorcho, too. It's just so confident. So great. Right? That it's yeah. just like, look, it, it, like this is what it is. Like, we are laying down the groove mm-hmm. from the Not pretending to be anything step. that they're not. No, not pretending to be anything else. Um, and just sort of like settling into it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think that's uh, I think that's great. I like the good life a lot. Who doesn't like the good life? No, oh, okay, interesting there because I I was also actually just referring to a life that is good. Oh, good. Um, and I think you were too. That we yeah. were both just saying that we, we were like, on the same page. Oh, that's so, so nice. Refreshing. So, how do you feel about this song, Jen? Um, I this one is. So different. I feel I maybe I feel very incoherent about it, apparently. Interesting. Um What do you think about it, Patrick, while I form my thoughts? Sure. Um I also don't know that I have too much specific to say about it. Uh I mean, I guess it, it bears mention, um and we mentioned this a little bit last week with but uh 
this is very indicative of um, the period in River's life before he got that letter from the Japanese girl when he was like broken, beaten down about Songs from the Black Hole. And he is, had his is this legs a, and braces. Is this this is not a Songs from the Black Hole? No, but it's from it's from post like it was written post letter from Japanese girl. Oh, okay. But I understand. It was about the time before that when he had his leg in a brace and he was hobbling around with a cane. Um as is referenced in the lyrics. Um and I lost my train of thought. This was a uh, a single for the band, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. I uh, I will be honest in that I don't know or really have like any uh, sort of relationship to the singles on the like. This doesn't feel like a singles this record isn't to a me. Singles record. This is a like a comprehensive listening experience. Pinkerton, a comprehensive listening experience. No, I agree with that one hundred percent. That like. Um, None of these feel like songs I want to hear on the radio. Yeah. Um, just because if I not hear one of them, not a single damn one of them. Not a single damn one of them. I, if I hear one of these on the radio, I want to hear the whole thing. Exactly. You. It's very, very hard to just listen to one song from Pinkerton. Yeah. Even it, when my iTunes is on shuffle mm-hmm. and one comes on, I'm like, cool. I'm going to go listen to the whole album. Now. <laughs> right. Right. The the indecision that uh, sparked me to put uh, this on shuffle is now been doused. With some Pinkerton water. Yep. And uh, now that's all I want to hear. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so and I, I know that, that that it's obviously like a hard thing for a band trying to get more singles. Yes. Uh, especially trying to follow up the uber successful singles of like um, Buddy Holly. Say it ain't so. Yeah. Um, look at that. Bam, bam, bam. Um, yeah. So that the, the fact that none of these songs would really hit. Uh, as singles, I mean, I, I still like I stand by it. Like I don't, I don't think any of them should be. They shouldn't be. Yeah. But I would listen to a radio show that just played the whole thing. <laughs> uh, to that, that would just play this whole record. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what kind of radio show are you imagining? Is it like a, a CD? Oh, Jen, that's not that's not a radio show. <laughs> Jen, honey, I'm sorry, but that's not. Having a minor meltdown over here. That's all right. I'll keep us going. Great. Um, so, <laughs> I so, also really like the part well, where he says, "Excuse me if I drool." <laughs> <laughs> He's a pig. He's a dog. Uh, he ain't no Mister Cool. Um. Well, that's uh, no. Actually, that's a that's a good point and a good lyric to point out. It's another one of those like. Um, Especially this, I ain't no Mister Cool. Um, is that like kind of Rivers like posturing in the, yeah. in the song, like and using like weird slang, um, like what's with these homies dissing my girl? Yeah, and you know the, the same sort of stuff that people will give them shit for later. Yeah, um, like affecting that kind of attitude, or maybe maybe it's not even affecting it. Maybe that's just maybe- really. The lyrics "shaken booty" are in this song. That's true. Making sweet love on the height. Yeah. Anyway, cool, cool tune. Great. I'm I'm happy to move on to El Scorcho um, because I, I am thrilled to move on to El Scorcho. This is that's that's just another one. <laughs> <laughs> Thrilling, stirring commentary, Jen. Um, 
No, El, El Scorcho, um, I cannot get enough of the opening lyric. Never. I, I like, I sometimes, nope, I, yep, I agree. I love, it's so great. It's so, um, it, you know, I, again, there's like not swearing on here, but like, um, there are a few lyrics more like just stirring than God damn you half Japanese girls. Yeah. You do it to me every time. Yeah. Like, um, it, it paints such a full picture of someone. Like if you, uh, if you were watching like a play or a TV show and someone walked in and said, God, God damn, damn you half Japanese girls. You do it to me every time. You don't need any more information about that character. Nah. You know who that you is. Know exactly who that is. And it's Rivers Cuomo. And it's Rivers Cuomo, yes. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess as much as there is, um, you know, a, a running theme of uh, fantasy throughout this, that it's like a fantasy that he's plugged himself into. Yeah. Um, and, and it's and it's like, it's definitely... It's... A full fantasy, and that it's not just like the good parts of fantasy; it's the real parts too. Yeah, I mean this. Uh, so I, I know a lot of like the the lyrical specifics in this. Um, I, I think I I love how much of this is specific. Um, that uh, you know, e- even the lyric that that follows the Japanese girls. Um, the the redhead said you shred the cello and I'm jello baby yeah. um, that's so I, it, first of all uh, any woman playing the cello that's a sexy thing <laughs> women playing the cello mm-hmm. sexy what? I would say that men playing the cello is pretty sexy too <laughs> oh that's probably true I hadn't thought about it um, the cello's kind of a sexy instrument the cello's definitely a sexy instrument here's the thing is that to be playing it you do have to like spread your legs I mean, a little yeah. bit. I mean, there, there's there's that, but it's also it's also just like it's got that nice like smooth sound. So like, yeah, I it is. Um, I've uh, dated a handful of violinists in uh-huh. in in my day, uh, but I've always had crushes on cellists. Interesting. I it's did. Interesting. I uh. Well, I think we mentioned this before, but I, that I, I went to a music conservatory, um, so I and played bass. So I spent a lot of time around uh, girls strings. in orchestras, strings, streets. So uh, yeah, I mean, basically, I've had a crush on anyone playing any kind of instrument at any time ever. Um, but uh, yeah, there's something about the cello. Um, it just makes me go, "Hey, Rivers, that half Japanese thing you said was weird." But this cello I, thing, this cello I get thing, hundred percent <laughs> on board. Uh, uh, the on board—that is an on-point observation. The cello comes back in this album. Tell me what this you mean. This is not the only mention of a cello on Pinkerton. Where I uh, am blanking. Fallen for you. Fallen for you. Mm-hmm. Let me find the exact lyric. Yeah, let's let's get because the exact lyric I here because right. Made a note of that in my head this morning when I was listening to it. Because as of right uh, now, I don't believe you. Uh, you left your cello in the basement. I admired the glowing stars and tried to play a tune, but I think it's the Rolling Stones and tried to play a tune. Am I wrong? Is that another one of those lyrics that I've? I'm sorry, I'm looking at the lyrics on Weezerpedia, <laughs> but. I don't know that those are the actual lyrics. So we're going to have to listen to that when we get to Falling For You. But that is a quote that mentions the cello from Falling For You. And controversy everywhere. 
Just, <laughs> I'm just, just stirring up, up controversy. Right. Um, Speaking of controversy, this isn't controversial at all. This great. is just a piece of trivia that I discovered recently. Is that the name El Scorcho was taken from taken from the name of the Del Taco sauce, Del Scorcho. Weird that he would drop the L or the D rather. I don't know. I don't know why they dropped the D. This is the kind of uh, hard-hitting analysis that you're going to get only by listening to My, my name, name is, is Weezer. Weezer. <laughs> <clears throat> there are, uh, it's a, that's a weird specific to pull, um, but the, the, there are other... Uh, I love, 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 love um, the lyric about going to the Green Day concert. Yeah. Um, and she said she never heard of them. How, how cool, cool is that? that? But she's so... But he's like... Rivers has a thing for half-Japanese hipsters, is what he has. Like, people who just aren't, like, even aware of pop stuff because they're so underground. Yeah, well, and, and I wonder... Yeah, no, it's 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 really neat that it's... Um, how, how cool is that, that you've never heard of Green Day? Also, how, how neat is it that, like, uh, Green Day is a thing that continues to, like, be a... a relevant cultural Absolutely. reference like yeah they put this in the song and now a million years later we still are like yeah green day great uh 96 that would have been what after dookie but before nimrod i was six well i'm just look Sorry. that doesn't that doesn't mean that you can't not, know about I'm not as, green day i'm not as into green day as i am into weezer i'm really sorry i haven't done the same extensive research um, it's, it's okay. Uh, I, I think, I think it would have been after, um, sorry, I'm looking this up now because no, that's, that's okay. Um, one, while you're looking that up, I just wanted to, one of my favorite things about this album is how just colloquial some of the lyrics are. Like, I feel like so much of the time you end up just getting, like, really, like, stream of consciousness. Like, he was thinking about it, and he was like, man, how cool is it that she said she she didn't know who Green Day was? And, like, you get it in, on some of the other songs that I'll, that I'll bring up, too. But it's just, like, I feel like people don't always, people don't write songs like you would, and it's a good thing that most people don't write songs the way you would speak because mm. it's not that much fun to listen to or to, to sing. But I don't know. It just like, it feels very true to the feeling of this album to like, just have just like something that you would observe in your everyday life. Just right yeah. in there. Um, so I, I am back with my findings about, uh, green day. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, Dookie came out in 1994, um, which would have been uh, basically the same time as Blue. Um, so Green Day and uh, Weezer were you know coming to prominence at the same time, and they're both on the Angus soundtrack. What? Yeah, right. Um, so it's possible that uh, he's using. Green Day as like a substitute for Weezer in that example here. Because this also would have been um, bef like I said, before Nimrod and so before Time of Your Life. Good riddance. Ah. Um, so, you know, before... Because I... You know, obviously uh, 
Green Day was big with like When I Come Around and Basket Case um, and the songs off of Dookie, but weren't the kind of, you know, like your mom didn't know who Green Day was right. before Good Riddance came out. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I mean... It's it's just weird to consider those uh, the career tracks of those two bands and yeah. like Weezer doesn't have a a good riddance. It doesn't have an American Idiot. It doesn't have like these huge um, like huge breakout like songs and concepts that like launch them from you know like a, a punk rock or like rock band into you know like superstardom. Really, yeah. In any event. I won't have to talk about Green Day anymore. Cool. Can we just... Sorry, can we just, like, maybe... Maybe just play that... That just... What do you want to... What do you want to hear? Scorcho. Yeah. We talked about it a lot. And now I just want to hear it. Okay. Hey, Jen. All you have to do is ask. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. This posture in again. Yeah. <laughs> why you why gotta, you why you want to go and do me like that? Come down the street and dance. Dance with me. streets. Streets. Um, I love I love the instrumentation uh, here too. That like um, sharp doesn't come in until the chorus there. Yeah. Um, so it's just these two guitars like just diddling around. Um, and in that little pre-chorus, that why you want to go and do me like that. Um, is just is just Pat. It's just drums. Yeah. It's just drums and uh, they don't even they don't saying, need anything else there. No. It's such like this song feels very simple mm-hmm. in like a, such a fun way. Well, it's, it's such a it's such like a economic use of the textures they can yeah. create with you know four dudes. Yeah, really. Two guitars. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, I'll bring home the turkey if you bring home the bacon. You got it. Great. I'm a lot like you, so... I think we'd make a good team. And you would would keep my fingernails clean. So... (laughs) I just like that. I mean, if you want to just recite all of the lyrics, I was... (laughs) I was thinking that th- this would actually be a, a fun um, thing that we could do dramatic readings of Ooh. of Weezer lyrics. Watching grunge leg drop New Jack through a pl- press table, and then my heart stopped. Listening to Chocho San, fall in love all over again. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Uh... <laughs> Hey, let's move on to Pink Triangle. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Love a good Pink Triangle. <laughs> hey, Jen. What yeah. the hell was that? Pink Triangles. It's like a euphemism for vaginas, isn't it? Uh, no. it's. I mean, I know it's like a sign that you're a lesbian. Oh, but I okay. think that it's a sign that you're a lesbian because... Because it looks like it a looks vagina? Like a vagina. 
Am uh, I wrong? I, I honestly, I don't know. Upside, like the point is not at the top. Right. The point is. The point is at the bottom. Right. Like a vagina. Exactly. Wasn't. I might be showing uh, some ignorance here, um, but was the upside down triangle was that like in the um, the catalog of Nazi symbols to put on people to label them as like. I don't know. Jews, actually. you get this star. Homos, you get this triangle. I don't know. Gypsies, you get some other kind of sign. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not going to pretend that I can get inside the head of a Nazi, okay? Not very, for you, very, not for this podcast, very, not for anyone. Very glad that that is the case. <laughs> Guys, I'm Jewish. <laughs> well, there, there, there you have that. Um, we would be in a messy situation if, if I was inside, inside the head, the head of, of a Nazi. Nazi. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So one of the one of the things just lyrically about Pink Triangle, um, I, I this is probably one of the first times that I heard like a song discussing homosexuality in in any capacity, and it doesn't. It's not like the most um, like progressive right view, you know, just like. Although everyone's a little queer, can't you be a little straight? Um, yeah. Is like a that's like a guiding light, yeah. like philosophy for me of like. I remember trying to like unpack that as a like thirteen as a kid. year old. Yeah, and I got I didn't get very far. <laughs> I had to get a little older before I could really like get that. You know. Yeah. Well, and I, I do think it, it's interesting, like. Uh, we tend to think that straight people should have a little bit of gay in them, right? Yeah, that's a spectrum. Yes, that it's a spectrum. But I, I think we do have a harder time, um, like, thinking that uh, gay people should also be a little bit straight. Yeah. Like, for whatever reason, we're just like, no, go ahead. You do you. You yeah. just You just be all the way gay. Yeah. Because I, I think it's... ATWG. Because it ends up, like, fucking with your head. If you think somebody, like, think of somebody as, like, a, a gay person because they identify as a gay person, mm -hmm. and then they, sh like, show straight tendencies, it's jarring because it's not, it's unexpected. It's, like, inconsistent with your image of them as a human being, which is... Yeah, but that's weird because we allow straight people to be inconsistent yeah, with their sexuality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's interesting. It is. I can also say that uh, having a song that's like a love song for a lesbian mm -hmm. um, is something that speaks to me. Um, <laughs> Are you in love? Have you been in love with a lesbian? I don't know. In love with a lesbian. But you had a crush on a lesbian? I have hooked up with a few lesbians. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at me. Um, did, they, were the, did they know they were lesbians at the time? Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. I mean, I think I... I, think I uh, there are two that I'm thinking of. Um, and I think I caught them both in weird transitional periods. Okay. Um, but so there's that. Um, not a perspective that you hear uh, echoed in a lot of, no. in a lot of pop tunes. Especially, and again, I might be wrong on this because I was just, you know, however old I was in 1996. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it feels like a more progressive idea for 1996. Yeah. Yes. Um, to even just be like cool about it. And that seems like such a weird thing yeah. uh, to say now. Um, 
And this isn't like, I mean, this song, well, it's not the most progressive thing in the world. It's not deriding her for being a lesbian. No, it's just not at like, all. God damn it. I had a crush on her. Right. Now, I so could have had that. Nothing's going to happen. Like, why bother? It's going to hurt me. No, Jen, that's a different <laughs> song. You're thinking of a different song. Callbacks. Let's listen to a little pink triangle. Let's do that. <laughs> so great um another thing and i guess again this is just me like putting a dumb filter on this but like that it doesn't go for any like lesbian jokes or anything and there's nothing about that nothing even like that in here so i don't know why i'm projecting it onto it or you know noting the lack of it um but i wanted to talk to you a little bit about the lyric uh might have smoked a few in my time but never thought it was a crime is he talking about drugs or dick? You know, I... D&D. Always thought he was talking about drugs. Mm-hmm. But... I think he's talking about dick. Because it does... It If he's talking about drugs there, it does sort of come out of nowhere. The only thing, though, is that I feel like a lot of time, Like, River's lyrics are not often metaphors... Sure, but... Okay, sure. But in the context of this, it seems like it's a metaphor, right? It's also the right kind of metaphor for 100%. Him because it, like, smoking smoke dick... Is a thing. It, right. It, it, it's it's like a, a... It's a streets thing. Streets. <laughs> like, he's being... It's all streets. It's him being cool about it, you yeah. know? Like... I don't know. Uh, I don't... That is very interesting, because I don't know that I ever read that much into that line before i was just like oh yeah he smokes smokes weed guys yeah yeah and you know i I suppose that that you know more or less leads into the like uh you know settling down and meeting a nice girl or whatever Mm -hmm. um but it makes more sense in the context of the song for it to be dicks so write in with your answer to the question what is rivers cuomo referring to when he says might have smoked a few in my time just uh, title the email either dicks or drugs and send us a picture of either a dick or a drug. <laughs> and and we will uh, sort through all of those, print them out, and put, put them, them on, on the refrigerator. Yep, yep, on our walls, on our refrigerators, and we'll print one off on a t-shirt. And wear, wear it, it to work. Wear it to work. I work from home. I, <laughs> I work in an office where no one sees me. So, so not many people will see your picture, but we'll have to walk around with either a picture of a dick or a drug. <laughs> neither of those are good. No, neither of those. <laughs> no matter what, people are going to start making some assumptions. 
<laughs> Wait, please do that because that would be fun. <laughs> We'd have a good old time with that. Could get arrested. Anyway. Yeah, let's move on to uh, Falling for You. We are. I but, swear we are going to get through this but, record. But can we... Yeah, absolutely. What do you want to hear? Can we play the segue from Pink Triangle into Falling for You? Because I like that a lot. Okay. They, and uh, listening to the beginning of Pink Triangle, we were getting some of the segue from El Scorcho. A little bit, but yeah, the, not as blatant as this one. No, here. So let, let me uh, forgive if this isn't as appropriate as we would like, but here we go. That descending bass line, like in the clean part, uh, is really nice. Yeah. Um, it's weird that it doesn't appear to have that much to do with the actual musical content of the song. No. <laughs> just a nice, just a nice little piece of music. Yeah. Um, and I actually just read something interesting on Weezerpedia. Um, so in the beginning of that, of the, after the segue, well, during the segue, but in the falling for you part of the segue yeah i follow so far <laughs> um you're not you saying hear... anything all that confusing yet Jen. great <laughs> so you can hear like somebody kind of like a what sounds like an asian woman speaking what the hell does that mean what sounds like an asian woman speaking <laughs> <laughs> well no it's just a woman speaking in an asian language okay okay um and What's that was that just supposed to be? accidental radio interference what? That was accidental radio interference. All right, we need. To, I'm sorry, we need and to go Rivers, back to the tape. Rivers felt like that was divine intervention and left it on the master tape as a happy accident. That was not supposed to be there. Okay, you you and I are going to listen to this again. Okay, and we're going to listen for a woman speaking some Asian language. She says konnichiwa. She says konnichiwa. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's. I'm not crazy. I just heard it. I didn't. Okay. Well, let's here. Let's do this. And then we'll decide who's crazy. Patrick's crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. Um, it is clearly. I'm, I'm not. So I'm, that, that's an accident. There. That's an accident. That was an accident during the. Here's the direct quote from Weezerpedia. This is quoting from Weezerpedia. During the recording sessions, Rivers' amplifier was receiving radio interference of what sounded like a woman speaking in an Asian language. Considering the theme of the album, Rivers felt it was divine intervention and left the intrusion on the master tape as a happy accident rather than re-record or edit the recording. See, now that that's cool. Um, yeah. It's profoundly cool how much of the... Uh, like the spirit of this record seems to have uh, made its way to the band, like indirectly or yeah. and not even indirectly, but that like it went to the band rather than the band going to it. Like um, the, the letter, this weird interference. Um, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's, that's all very, especially because um, as a departure from songs in the black hole, which is clearly like 
River's trying to find something. The right? cohesion is like in the plan. Yeah, yeah. That that it just it all sort of just came to them. Um, that's rock and roll all night and party every day. Like I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, so falling for you. Now that we've gotten past my cool little uh, thing and the segue that I promised. Remember when I talked about segues earlier? I was referring to the segue between Pink Triangle and Falling for You. Jen, but now you've started to talk about the segue, which is a direct contradiction. That's and now we're talking about talking about the segues. This has gone down a songs in the black hole that I don't know how we're going to recover from. I just don't know. Bummer. So, Falling for You. So, Falling for You is also on the list of songs on Pinkerton that have been up there with my favorite songs at a certain point. I This one took me... When I first heard this album, I don't think I liked this song. Okay. What what, what were your problems with it? I think it was just too much for me. Because it's a lot of, like... It's loud kind of a lot of and shouty. heavy, yeah. yeah. And I don't think exactly. And it was it was too much for me. But like after I started listening to it more, and kind of got a little bit more into like the, I didn't I didn't, like don't mind it that kind of heaviness as much. <laughs> sure. As I've gotten older, but this this has some of my favorite examples of Rivers like colloquial songwriting sure like a little there's a little bit of the the posturing um oh where and loose <laughs> yeah bust and loose um but i i love the line where he goes uh and i do like you you're the lucky one no i'm the lucky no, one i'm the lucky and he, one like, just it's like he's having a fight with himself yeah this whole song the whole song feels like a fight with himself like, he's not talking to a person at this point. He's talking about a person. But he's just... I don't... I don't know. I don't know what my point is. My, I guess my point is, is that, lyrically, I think that this is a fun, stupid, smart song. Yeah. No, I'll echo the stupid smart. Um, there's a... There's a point in the song where he refer. Uh, that's a point in the song where he refers to himself as uh, three-chord me. Mm-hmm. Um... I think that's that's amazing. I, I, I like um, anytime uh, a band is uh, or a band or an artist is like, oh, by the way, I'm just playing four chords here. And, <laughs> you know, like the, this whole thing is based on like no musical knowledge. Not to say that he has no musical knowledge, but just you know, it, admitting that like I am famous for playing three chords. Or yeah, whatever. and I think that this song in particular is also just very indicative of the time in his life that that Rivers was coming to with Pinkerton because it so much of it is um, I feel like it's almost it's not just a person that he's singing about it's the idea of being a rock star like Mm -hmm. he can't make this song this whole song is about how he's like trying to make up his mind he's like admitting that he's falling for you know the experience of something Mm -hmm. but he only barely convinces himself by the end of the song yeah. Like, it's a tenuous thing. Yeah, that, you know, I mean, I'm afraid I'm falling for you. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, like, it's a reluctant uh, surrender almost. Yeah. I'd do about anything to get the hell out alive, or maybe I'd rather settle down with you. Like, 
come on, well, yeah, like, buddy. I don't know what I want anymore. He has no idea what he wants. And this, I think, on this whole album, this is the most indicative of that. Like, it is very, it's it's sort of like, a, what was that line in Songs from the Black Hole from um, Blast Off? Oh, blast off up to the stars. Oh, no, the um, someone's going to give me a whole lot of money to do what I think I want to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This just feels like another instance of that kind of like real honesty of him. Like, basically, it's like a it's a cry for help, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Falling for you is a cry for help. Um, nobody answered that. No. In fact, and then, people answered it with an answer he didn't want. Yeah, I think. But uh, uh, but before we move on to that, because uh, we gotta we gotta we gotta plow through the rest of this record, (laughs) which is just one more song. Um, But we'll just wait um, because you made a a good point about the um, the cello being referenced here. Um, But there is also a lyric about uh, a moth. Hold on a second. I'm I'm reading through the lyrics right now because I want to make sure. That I get it right. Um, so he says, because I'm burning a candle. Because uh, I'm, I'm a burning candle. Because I'm a burning candle. <laughs> you're a gentle moth. Um, and, uh, you know, the next song on the record, this is tying it lyrically to Butterfly. Um, moths and butterflies being indistinguishable in terms of lyrics. Right. Right. But, and they're in the same species family. But moths, actually, when you look at them, uh, when moths land, their wings are, are spread out. And when butterflies land, their wings, their wings are, are up. up and together. Hmm. That's how you can distinguish a moth from a butterfly. Great information. You've learned something today. I have. Well. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, as, as much as there are, uh, you know, musical ideas that kind of, you know, there are musical transitions. Yeah, yeah. And just like musical uh you know, we talked about how like tired of sex and um, the good life start with like similarly swaggery riffs. Yeah. Um, that there's also this like lyrical connect, not even just on like the abstract level, but like in talking about like moths and butterflies and yeah. And I feel like that is another. Ju- that's why this album is an album. Yeah. And not several singles and some other songs. Yeah. Well, it, I, I love that it's able to do it without being like totally literal either that you know unlike songs from a black hole which is like a story and a cohesive whatever um that uh this would be just more thematically unified than anything else um which leads us to butterfly which is the first real like chill uh weezer track like on on record right yes um you know um this yeah, Jen says this. You want to talk about this? This one. Yeah. Is and has always been my favorite track on this album. Yeah, it, this may be one this of my favorite the one Weezer thing songs. Why yeah. I wouldn't say any of the other tracks that I said I loved on this album were ever my favorite. Uh. This is my favorite. And I would. I'm going to say it. No. This is my favorite Weezer song. Sure. Of all. Yeah. I, Jen, tell me why. I. Just, it is so beautiful. <laughs> and it, like, I I don't know that I have all of the words that I need to describe why I like it so much. Well, let's let's talk a, a little bit about, because um, uh, uh, there, there are a couple things about it that are of note. Yeah. Um, 
first is that uh, this is supposed to be one of the more like um, opaque references to uh, Madame, Madame Butterfly. Butterfly. Um, you know, and also the uh, the name of the record, um, Pinkerton, is also a reference to Madame Butterfly. Um, but beyond that, I, I don't think there are. In addition to having just some of the um, some of the thematic stuff being the same, um, that this is really the only time where it's like directly uh, addressing that influence. Yeah. So that's that's notable thing number one yes. for me. Notable thing number two is that it's the first time that we're getting like an acoustic guitar, rivers, and an acoustic guitar, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is is that part of what? Uh, that's part of it. I mean, I I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, which is, as I'm sure everyone knows, country music. Well, it's Music City, but really it's just country music all, all day, every day. Do they not consider non-country music uh, music? I mean, they do, but... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Country. So country music was everywhere. So I think part of that... Part of that is, I mean, country music is very acoustic guitar heavy. Yeah. And I personally don't like country music very much, but it's something that I grew up around a lot. And I think it, I guess Butterfly just kind of reminds me a little bit of like my childhood when you would go down like, like downtown Nashville, somebody's like picking an acoustic guitar and singing about their sadness. Well, see, like... I, I think there's actually acoustic <laughs> guitar singing about sadness. Perfect. Um, no, I, I feel like there is uh, an element of acoustic guitar, like in all of our childhoods, or at least like in our parents' lives. You know, uh, like um, my dad play guitar a little bit. Your dad play guitar. Yeah. My dad did too, but he can only play C, A minor, F, and G. <laughs> I, I know this because we've talked about it on several occasions. I've offered to teach him how to play guitar. And he's, he's like, nope, nope, I got my four chords. He's like, I got my four chords. Um, the little four chord dad. Four chord dad. Oh my God. <laughs> I am going to write a pilot for a comedy series called Four Chord Dad. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, no, my <laughs> we had a guitar in my house growing up, but it was uh, like busted up beyond... Um, you know, beyond reason, I only had like three strings. Um, and it's because my father in college used it as an oar in a canoe, <laughs> used it to paddle a boat. Really? I won't, I won't do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think they finally got rid of that guitar when they moved, um, like four years ago. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? That's nuts. Um, but you know, I, I when I think about like, you know, my parents and the music that they must have been listening to, a lot of that is, you know, Beatles and Simon and Garfunkel mm -hmm. and like Fleetwood Mac and whatever. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is, you know, necessarily uh, acoustic guitar driven. So, like, I, I think uh, so an acoustic I, guitar is like the sound of childhood almost. Yeah. And I think that besides just the acoustic guitar, lyrically speaking, this. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the lyrics. Jen, I think we might have different reads on the lyrics? I have tried very hard over the years yeah. to not really delve too much into the lyrics of the song. Really? Because I, I'm not a, like just in general, mm -hmm. I know that I talked a lot about the lyrics in the last song. So this kind of sounds like a contradiction, but I'm not super lyrically focused when I'm listening to music. Sure. Um, and so 
I don't like. I'm not. I'm not looking for a deeper meaning. I'm not looking for like. Yeah, but you're you're, you're dancing around an issue right now, right? Am I? Well, I don't know. I, I, just, me, uh, I don't. I can give you. I can give you my impressions. Okay. We, okay. So I, I like this song a lot as well. Um, I think there is an undercurrent of involuntary sexual assault in this song. I could see that. Um, that uh, Rivers is saying, you know, I did what my body told me to. I didn't mean to do you harm or yeah. wrong or whatever the lyric is there. Um, and uh, then I, it, the thing is, it leads to the probably the best uh, lyric on the record. Every time I pin down what I think I want, it slips away. Um, because uh, that pin down is like a triple or quadruple meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, especially yeah. in the context of a butterfly. In the context of a butterfly, in the context of having sex, in the context of like uh, figuring out what you think you want. You know, like um, pinning in this in this case is a, an amazing it's an amazing word yeah. for, uh, for for this song. But um, yeah, so and there's you know, not 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 that I'm like as a sexual assaulter myself, I can relate with this song. But there there is no, and we'll get a we'll get a little bit uncomfortable here, and I think that's okay. Um, but like, you know, when you're uh, like first experimenting with sex and like you know hooking up with whatever whoever, um, there's a, a like a or at least for me, and maybe this is a, a strictly male experience where um it's hard to know like you know you know you have these insatiable ridiculous appetites and like <laughs> and and you know that you're also being gross right <laughs> and so i i think i think there's a lot of um yeah, especially early on, like having a hard time understanding that like someone else is getting something out of it too. Yeah. Um, and that, that there's is a so pretty male. Yeah. Pretty male understanding of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, just like I, I think we're taught to, and rightfully so, because we got to keep these fucking things in check. Um, <laughs> but like uh, to, you know. Uh, understand uh, where your your partner is, and to know that you are imposing yourself on them or whatever. Right. Um. So I don't know. I for a long time, and you know, before I understood my body and the bodies of other people, um, you know, felt very much like uh, like this song made sense to me. Uh huh. Um. So I don't think I've just said I am a serial sexual assaulter. No, I just think that you made it clear that sometimes your brain has a hard time drawing lines. Yeah. And it can and feel I'm, like you've sexually assaulted someone when you, you may not have, or vice versa. Or vice versa. 100% vice versa. That's a thing. Guys, here's so here's... Here's what I find uh, so compelling is that you and I are having a hard time talking about the lyrics of this song, right? Yes. Um, Mostly because I've chosen to be in denial about the lyrics of the song for most of my life because I think it's beautiful just no, thinking and I, about a butterfly. And I do think that it is also beautiful. Um, just because the, the thing it's expressing... Uh, is so messy. Yeah. Um, but it's done so, like, honestly and bluntly. Again, you know, like, one of the strengths of this record. Um, 
yeah. So that I mean, that's I think that's all I have to to say about the the lyrics on Butterfly. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Like it without fail will like calm me down, put me to sleep in a good like not like put me to sleep like no, I'm bored, but like it's just it's so relaxing to listen to this song. It's just like it always makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Do you want to listen to a little bit of uh, Butterfly here? I can play this on guitar. Can you? Yeah, I can. Do you want to go get your guitar? And we no. Go- oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I played this on guitar. All right, let's, let's listen to Butterfly. Just a little bit. Yesterday I went outside With my mama's messenger Caught a lovely butterfly I think it also ties into um, why bother a little bit. Um, yeah, I could see that. That it's uh, almost an admission of like, it's not just why bother it's going to hurt me, but like, why bother it's going to hurt you. Yeah. And it's, I think that's mirrored in the uh, second verse where he says, I guess you're as real as me. Maybe I can live with that. Maybe I need fantasy, a life of chasing butterfly, not necessarily getting butterfly, but just chasing yeah but i mean that and that that's akin to the um you know better keep whacking you know like (laughs) no No, but like it actually is yeah that that that's like you know having these kinds of relationships and taking these kinds of chances um are going to hurt me and they're going to hurt you um and it's it's like i'm not sure where this song or this record like lands on on that spectrum of like it is worth that hurt or it is not worth that hurt and i think that that's one of the values of it is that it doesn't land on anything yeah. it's a very human record in that way and ends with just kind of a chorus of i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry mm-hmm. like <laughs> such a good song oh <laughs> uh, like like a bunch of little girls we both just like when i said i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry we both were like <gasps> <laughs> we're little girls we're little girls yeah um yeah jen that brings us to the end of uh pinkerton and i would love to talk about how uh how it was poorly this, yeah how people fucking hated this record they hate and as you i'm sure you can tell by the fact that we just spent an hour and 45 minutes discussing this record jesus christ <laughs> yeah um we love this album yeah but i you know i don't if if i was listening to them you know we both came to them after uh post pinkerton post pinkerton um and so you know we weren't on whatever journey with weezer and with weezer fans um but uh yeah i i don't know if i would have liked it uh, straight out the gate either yeah um it's so different from blue and it's so 
it's not a like it's not a radio right. record right. and it's just it makes sense to me that people hated it but it also makes no sense to me okay i think we got to hit the gas here because we're, we are taking too long we are taking too damn long yes uh, and it's a great record, and I apologize for nothing, but I am so sorry that we no, took that long. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, okay, so uh, record's not well-received, right? Yeah, terribly uh, received. People, people aren't into it. People are like, why you're recording a crummier-sounding record, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so they have, like, one last-ditch attempt to um, try and gain some traction for the record, and it's in putting out the Good Life... EP. Yes. Um, and uh, Jen, do you have up there what what all is on this EP? Because it's it's like half just Pinkerton tracks. Yes. Her songs at any rate. It's it's mostly just Pinkerton tracks. There's the obviously the uh, album version of the Good Life mm-hmm. is the first track, um, and then we've got Waiting on You, which is not. You can find waiting waiting on you now on uh, the Pinkerton reissue. Yes, yeah, you can. But it is um, it's a great song and it's worth listening to. Um, and it it makes it's not, sense. It's not not to be confused with. Isn't there a, a rental song uh, waiting on you or just a waiting on you? That sounds right. That sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll talk about it in the next uh, in the next episode. Perhaps. Um, so, "Waiting on You" is a is a great song um, that I could totally see being on Pinkerton if Pinkerton wasn't put together the way it was. Um, and then uh, the second, sorry, the second or the third track on the EP is. Uh, my favorite song to say the title of, which is I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams. Or commonly abbreviated. I-J-T-O-T-L-O-M-D. Very um, good at it, Jen. Thank you. You're very good at it. At I this have had a lot of practice at this point. It pops up a lot. This song comes up a lot in only, Weezer subculture. Only because we're talking about it right. a lot. I think I just choose to talk about it a lot and choose to bring it up a lot because I love saying I-J-T-O-T-L-O-M-D. Uh, what else What else we got on there? Um, and then we've got an acoustic version of The Good Life and an acoustic version of Pink Triangle. So most of those are on the uh, the Pinkerton reissue. Yes. Um, and obviously, um, I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams is... Uh, the Songs from the Black Hole. Is the Songs from the Black Hole, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would have been like our first little like, extended look into into that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't have too much to say about uh, The Good Life EP. I didn't, you know listen to it at the time it's it was yeah. like a, a weird relic to stumble across now the the only thing that i thought was kind of interesting from the good life ep is um in the on the acoustic version of the good life mm-hmm. i feel like you can hear the kind of Tension between Rivers and Matt. Oh no! I feel like you can hear it. Tension between Rivers and Matt. I get. Well, let's. Do you have a? Or wait, I will have to look for it. Because that acoustic version has a lot of Matt Sharp fucking around and just having a grand old time. Uh, this is the good. This is the good good life. life. Um, I actually here. 
<laughs> this next one's off our new record called Pinkerton. It's called The Good Life. Is that where you're hearing Sharp like no. fucking around? There is a little bit of him going like, wow. Yes. He is fucking around a little bit, but that's not. It's more like he gets into it later. He's just like. Here, well, let's just skip ahead. And, I mean, this uh, isn't. Is this copyrighted? Yeah, oh, yeah, probably, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's an EP, I forgot. There's no reason it wouldn't be. Got off the track. it exists that's okay here let's let's just play a little bit more because we're uh, just editing all of this anyway so yeah. we'll just pop in <laughs> at this point Even if we can't find an exact, thing. <laughs> it exists, guys. It, yeah. I promise. Well, and I, I, I think I, first of all, just the quality of that recording is, uh, not it's not great. It's obviously live, um, and it does sure as shit sound like it's not the tightest thing that they're no. that they're doing. No. Um, so yeah, we can hear some cracks starting to form there. Yeah. Um, and you know what? We will talk more about cracks. <laughs> and uh, the divide this so you know this is the last uh thing that um they put out with uh matt sharp in weezer yep um not necessarily the last recording that sharp and rivers, rivers are on but um, matt sharp with weezer that's it yeah this is it and i know i've heard many times that uh both weezer and the rentals are the best when matt sharp is in weezer yes. um and so the that era ends here um sad. sad and i know that this is also where a lot of people get off the weezer bus there's a lot of 
But we want you to stick with us because we think we do. We do want you to stick with us. We think that there's more to be said. Yes. Well, and also, like, come on, you know you liked green. I did. You, you I liked you green. Liked it. I you, liked maladroit. Right. And I'm not ashamed of that. No, no, no. And one, I have records beyond those that I like as yeah. well, and I will will defend them. Yeah. He will. Uh, he will defend them. them. Um. Yeah. So. That's probably it for our Pinkerton episode, yeah? Hey, I think we covered Pinkerton pretty well. I don't know. I think we might have been, like, a little skimpy with it. Oh, you want to go back and do another Pinkerton episode? Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah. So next Great. week, next week it'll be a, a second Pinkerton. No, but for real, next uh, next episode, Jen, let's talk about everything that we're going to talk about next yeah, week. Because people might want to do a little bit of homework. Yes. Um, the next episode is definitely a, a homework-heavy episode. Because guess what? We're not talking about a single Weezer track next episode. Correct. We will not talk. My name is Weezer. Will, for the first time, not, not talk, talk about Weezer. About Weezer. So, Jen, what are we going to talk about? If we're not we're... talking about Weezer, what is there to talk about? Well, at this point in time, we're going to be talking about Weezer's break, uh-huh. which really feeds into the whole not talking about Weezer thing. Um, but we're going to look at a lot of side projects. We've got some of Pat Wilson's side project, The Special Goodness. Okay, um, so 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 there are two records here, yes. right? And it's a little bit confusing. Because uh, they both have two names. Because they both have two names. So the first one might just be a self-titled The Special Goodness record, yes. but it also may be a Pat Wilson record called The Special Goodness, yes. and it is referred to colloquially as The, the Bunny, Bunny record. record. Bunny as in, like, like little hippity-hoppity. Yeah. yeah. It has a bunny on it. Yeah. It's adorable. Like the Easter. Like the Easter kind. Um, um, so that's... His, that, that's, that's the first one mm-hmm. of his. And then uh, he put out a second one, and that was 1998. He put out a second one, 2001, called "At Some Point Birds and Flowers Become Interesting." Became interesting. Sorry. Is and there that, and flowers in there? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. I, well, at some point it became interesting. It, at some point it became interesting. Um. Anyways, this and is, that is a mouthful. So this is colloquial, col- colloquially, colloquially, col- col- colloquially perfect there, we go. there you go referred to as the pine cone record right and this one definitely is the special goodness the yes. pine cone record heads up neither of these are on itunes or spotify but almost all of the tracks are on youtube yeah so that's... and there are track lists on weezerpedia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, so you can get those that way and then uh we'll be talking about homie which is rivers cuomo and matt sharp Yep, they and recorded one damn song yep, uh, for, one the damn meet the, song. for the Meet the Meet the Deetles soundtrack, yes. um, which is a soundtrack near and dear to my heart. If you don't stop me, I'll talk about every song on there. I'm going to stop you because the last thing, uh, the last bit of homework that we have is the Rentals' second album, Seven More Minutes, which you may have heard at the time because yeah. it's uh, you know it was a, a good record. Um, but listen up to this. I am so sorry that I just commanded you to listen up to this. Jen and I went to a rentals concert, uh, on a uh, yeah, a couple nights ago, September 5th, yeah. um, in Los Angeles, California. Uh, and we will be talking about that too. So, yeah. um, that's, uh, 10,000 things that we're going to talk about. A million. And It'll none of a, them are Weezer tracks. And none of them are Weezer, but never fear. More Weezer is coming in the very near future. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on My Name is Weezer. Weezer. Bye.
What's a creative podcast network?